Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Once again, welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different aspects that go on in my stay at home dad life. Things with my kids, things with my family, things with my spouse. I also talk about men's physical and mental health. I talk about parenting struggles that I have. We know I have a lot of those some days. I come on here and talk about those. I also mention a few tips that I have and that I come across while I'm perusing the internet. Lastly, things that just pop into my head and I think about or I find interesting, I come on here and I talk with you about them and I share those things with you. So anyways, I hope something in there, in that bag of tricks, is entertaining, is enlightening, is informative in some way, shape, or form. But uh, anyways, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for sitting in with me. All right. Hope you're all doing well after this nice long week we had. Like I said in my intro to the Dad Classic episode last week, I had some family in town. It was pretty good times. You know, it's kind of funny, though, how people coming to town force you to do things, right? And it's all good, too. I think it's, I think it's a good force, if that makes sense. Otherwise, I would have just been doing my normal thing sitting on my spot on the couch, putzing around my house, you know, getting things done, sure, working on this podcast or other things that I want to get done. Nothing really super exciting, though. So when people come into town, like my brother-in-law did, it prompts me and it prompts my wife to think of things, to plan some fun activities, to maybe cook up different meals and, you know, experiment a little and just try to make things a little bit more fun. And I don't know, maybe enjoy life a little bit more instead of just doing the standard routine that we typically get into all the time, the standard, you know, flow. Could be a rut, maybe, but I don't know. Someone coming to town just kind of disrupts that a little bit. I'm not saying that my wife and I are in a rut or anything like that, but it just kind of breaks up the monotony of the normal schedule. You know, we went to new restaurants when he was here. We went to a cancer awareness talk for my wife's work. That was actually very interesting. And we brought the kids. That was kind of fun. And of course, like I mentioned, we golfed. We golfed a lot, which was good. I've been wanting to do more of that. I've been wanting to practice and get better at that game. And him coming to town kind of coaxed me to do that, to play more, to go to the driving range more, to just have fun and just do it. Instead of, you know, finding excuses not to, or like, oh, I'm too busy, or oh, I want to take care of this, or oh, I want to do that, kind of push me to go do it. And this last course we played, I know last week I was saying, hey, we were playing one more. We played one more. It was called Brickyard Crossing. I don't know if I mentioned that, but freaking awesome. I'm not like a golf course connoisseur or anything like that but this place was a blast this course opened in 1929 and it actually has four holes that are inside the infield of the indianapolis motor speedway so it was a pretty rad experience i must say but anyways yes embrace the people that want to come visit you let them get you out to go do things and go places You know, stop living that day-to-day on the couch inside your little bubble. And I got to tell myself that all the time. 
I lived in Vegas for almost 20 years, so I know how this works. I had plenty of people coming into town, like all the time. Not necessarily to come visit me, but come visit the city that I lived in. And sure, they would hit me up and I would say, yeah, let's go out and I'll show you around and hey, check out this cool dive bar or let's go to this interesting Italian restaurant that's kind of a hole in the wall or what have you. But it does push you to go live life a little bit. So, and I knew a lot about Vegas. I lived there since 2001. So I had a lot of experience in that town. Here in Indy, I, not so much, but that's a whole nother story. Anyways, what am I here to talk about today? Well, nothing that has anything to do with what I just opened with, that's for sure. I actually plan on talking about red flags and green flags according to women on Reddit, this article I found on what they think is a green flag for a guy and what's a red flag. And I was going to kind of go through that and bust that all down. But in my searching for that, I came across another article, which is kind of a trend. And I figured I would talk about that and then next week get into that other topic. So this article I came across is about this new trend or newish trend called girl math, as well as the subsequent boy math that has been kind of floating around social media and TikTok and all that. So I figured I would come on here and talk about it. So what is girl math, you may be asking yourself? Well, this TikToker explains in this article, I think they're BuzzFeed articles, I'll link them in the description, and there's another one I'll link as well that kind of explains this a little bit more, but all that information will be in the description, so you can click on it, check it out if you want to. So anyways, what is girl math? Well. This girl explains it as, if I pay for something in cash, I feel like I got it for free. Sounds insane, but that's what she said. Or if it costs less than $5, does it really cost anything? Because that's almost no money right now. Or she says if she cancels a manicure appointment, that just gave her money to spend elsewhere that was already allocated to the manicure appointment. Now she can take that, go spend it somewhere else. So other TikTok person said, that she bought a shirt at Lululemon and it was 68 bucks. Then she went and exchanged it for $58 worth of merchandise and she actually got $10 credit back on her credit card. And now she's saying that uh, that's free money and she's free to go spend that, maybe get some food or something else. She's got free $10, right? I don't know. I, I know it's supposed to be fun, but I, I don't know. Another one that I kind of find ridiculous in my reading and searching here is a woman saying that she reloaded a Starbucks card, whatever those gift cards are. Well, she reloaded it twice by accident. So when she went to Starbucks and she pays for her drink and she finds that she put a lot more money on her Starbucks card than she was intending to, she's calling it that she got a free drink, that the drink didn't cost her anything. Ah. Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. This just sounds ridiculous to me. It just, how, it's not free money, okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I get it. You're trying to be silly and you're just trying to have fun, justifying your costs. And that's what the girl said that started the original TikTok video. She said it's not about good versus bad decisions. It's meant to be lighthearted and fun. And she says, as long as it brings you joy and it's in within your means, your budget, then she says to go ahead and do it. 
I don't know. So I still, it's not free money. Okay. Maybe I should relax a little bit, I guess. It's just, I don't know. In reality, it's just how we justify and allocate our money, right? If we bought something for $100 and a month later we decided we didn't want it and we returned it, sure, it kind of feels like we're making $100. But in reality, they're just giving our $100 that we spent back to us. So that was your money that you spent, you're just getting it back. I don't find that making money. I mean, when that money has already been spent, in our minds, it's gone, right? It's already been allocated to your groceries or to the outfit you bought at, I don't know, Kohl's. It's already been earmarked for that thing. It's allocated for that, right? But then when we return it or exchange it for a cheaper one, in a way, I guess we made it back. In a way, I guess, you know, I, I, I can understand how it feels like, ooh, yay, I'm getting money back. But it is still money that you worked for and you went to your job for before, right? It's not like they're just handing money out. I don't know. I know I'm saying I don't know a lot. I, I just don't know. What I don't like about this trend is the lack of sense when it comes to saving our money. To just buy things to make you feel good for a temporary amount of time. Like kids getting that new toy that they oh so wanted so much at the store. And then we find it on the floor, you know, later that afternoon. Cast aside, it's not cared about. It's just, it's done, right? Like the girl saving $10 on the Lululemon shirt. And then she's saying, okay, I can go buy food now. Or I can go find some other way to spend this quote-unquote free money. Instead of just not spending it. I feel like this was my attitude and my buddy's attitude when we were in high school. Oh, sweet, we got 20 bucks. Okay, let's go get $10 in gas. And then we can spend $10 on lunch and sodas. And then we're good to go for the day. And granted, we'll have zero dollars, but, you know, we're going to have a good afternoon. Sorry, I'm not some stick in the mud here just hating on everything. It just seems kind of careless, in my opinion. Just a little, you know, like you don't care. You don't want to save that money for something else later down the road. You just want to spend it. Or that this is free money when it's not really free money. And, you know, it's not only women doing this. I know it's called girl math. I know it's not only women doing this. Guys do it as well. I do it as well. A lot of times I'll justify the cost of things by price per use. So if I'm going to Colorado and I'm going skiing and I buy a ski lift ticket for 100 bucks, and I go on four runs down the mountain, well, that was $25 a run. That seems kind of expensive to me in my mind. I'm like, ugh. So as I'm snowboarding throughout the day, I do this in my head and I try to go as many times as possible to get that cost per run down. You know what I mean? So if I get in 10 runs or 15 runs or 20 runs, then that price per run, at least in my brain, is more justifiable, more palatable. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't so bad. It was it was $6 a run or it was $4 a run because I went so much. And then it makes it a little easier for me to be okay with it. 
And yeah, it does feel good to return something that you found you didn't need. But I don't return a box of roofing nails and say, okay, let's take this free money and go buy some Burger King. Like, I don't do that. I just enjoy the cheaper credit card bill that I'm going to get at the end of the month. So, so I know. It's just lightheartedness, right? And I know it's just having fun justifying how we spend our money or how we get money back and yada, yada, yada. But apparently, some ladies didn't like the fellas getting all serious and kind of shitting on the girl math and kind of making fun of them and saying that that's not real math, kind of like how I was doing for a little bit, but I'm trying to get better, okay? And they took it to a whole new level on Twitter or X or whatever. So I'm going to go through some of these things that these ladies said and uh, let you percolate on them for a minute here. So this one says, anyone chronically online knows about the quote-unquote girl math trend, and it's a funny, lighthearted joke among women to justify spending money. And it says, well, men saw the girl math trend going viral, and they took the joke way too seriously, responding with backlash against women for not knowing how math works, even though it was just a joke. So, okay, I get it. It's just a funny joke. So, in response to the hate that the women were getting, they have officially started doing boy math, where they are naming things that are utterly ridiculous that men seem to do. So, uh, let's just go ahead and read through these here. First one is, boy math is knowing 75% of your head is balding, and you still get haircuts on the last 25%. Ooh, that stings, okay? We still need to cut her hair. We still need to cut that 25%, otherwise we're going to have comb over Johnny here. And uh, then you ladies aren't going to like it anyway. So, or we shave our heads. Maybe that's what we do. Boy math is having one pot, one pan, one spoon, one fork, one cup, and one plate. And then asking her when she's going to come and cook you dinner. Yeah, come on, guys. I know we live pretty simply. We're pretty simple creatures to some degree. But if you're an adult... Just get a set of plates. They're not even that expensive. You could get a cheap pot and pan set. You could get a cheap... Hell, you could probably go to freaking... I don't know, what's the store where you resell stuff? You know what I mean. And buy a bunch of stuff. I understand that you, as a single, like me, as a single individual, sure. I only need one plate, and I only need two cups, and yada, yada, yada. But, uh... I think we can expand that a little. Unless you like doing dishes every single night for yourself. I don't know. Number three, boy math is them not wanting to spend $10 on flowers because they'll die. Now, I don't know who does that because I spend money on flowers. I like to buy flowers for my wife because I know that it makes her feel good. I know that it makes my daughters feel good when they get little flowers. So... I think of anything, my wife is more like, oh, flowers are nice, but they do just die. I don't think I typically really say that. And plus, it's only $10 or $20. It's just flowers. And if you're making someone feel good, it's, you know, do it. So, I don't know. I don't know why I'm commenting on every one of these. I don't, I feel like I have to. Should I just read through them? I don't know. <sighs> Boy math is spending $100 on FanDuel and winning zero. Well... I don't gamble. I have friends that gamble and it's more than just the money. It's 
you don't gamble to win money. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, at least I don't think. I don't gamble myself, so I shouldn't answer this question. But you don't gamble expecting to win. I mean, maybe you do, but you're putting the money in knowing that you're probably going to lose it. And you're hoping that you'll win. But now this harkens back to $10 on flowers and guys are able to put in $100 to a fan duel and then potentially lose it more than likely and then also bitch about $10 of flowers because they die. It doesn't really compute, you know? Um, so, yeah, there you go. Boy math is trading in your one car for one motorcycle when you have three kids. I don't know who does that. Um, it's kind of corny. Boy math is wanting zero kids but having zero condoms on hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, if you don't want children, then you should take the proper measure to not have them. And that would, cons that would start with condoms. <laughs> so, yeah. Boy math is how 5 foot 10 measures 6 foot. Ooh, burn. Yeah, this kind of coming from... Not all women, but some women that uh, wear high heels to make themselves taller or wear, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I say all this stuff. If you want honesty, I'm assuming this is from a dating app. You know, you say six foot and then you meet him. You're like, he's not six foot. But then this, this goes in the category of all those things that are fake or lies. Hair extensions, lies, right? Um, you could say makeup, but I'm not going to because I don't want to get freaking roasted. Uh, you know, all that stuff. So, anyways, moving on. Boy math is having a 70-inch TV but no dining table. This kind of goes back to the dishes. It doesn't take a lot for men to be content with what they have. They don't necessarily need... You know, you've seen the meme. They don't need a whole lot. They... They need very little. You've seen the meme where it's literally a big TV. It's an Xbox or PlayStation, and it's one chair in a living room. And then a weight bench on the other side, and people are going crazy about how anyone could be happy living there. And it's like, well, single guys could be happy living there. So, yeah, it doesn't take much. But if they are dating and wanting to have a relationship, then, yeah, you're going to have to get a dining table, dude. And you're going to have to, I don't want to say adult, because I hate when people say that. Like, I'm adulting so well. Or adulting is hard. Just grow up. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only have three pairs of socks. Hmm. Boy math is them wanting a prenup when they only make 45k. I mean, I know people want to have, you know, be taken care of. Or they want to have a financial stability. But when I started dating my wife, she was in college. Like, she didn't make any money. She did part-time. I was a full-time construction worker. I drove trucks. I didn't make a ton of money. And I know this doesn't necessarily go along with prenups and stuff, but you don't know what life is going to bring you. Like, when you're dating or, you know, so to want someone that has a bunch of money or to want to sign a prenup or whatever is a little, I don't know, is that premature when, I don't know, I'm just saying, I know I'm stuttering and not getting my point across, but that was never on my radar. 
like prenups or how much money do you make? And I don't think it was on my wife's radar either. She just, you know, we met and she liked me and I liked her. And then uh, we started dating. So we never had discussions about minimums to make and money to make and all that stuff. Now look at me too. I'm a stay-at-home dad and my wife has a pretty kick-ass job. So there you have it. Last one I'll mention here is Boy Math is giving your baby mama $107 a month in child support and thinking it funded her trip to Aruba. Ugh. Only $107 in child support? I'd like to hear the backstory on that one. Anyways, let's move on. I found a few more here that I found on an Instagram post. These are a little more brutal, let's say. Probably just as disturbing. So just for fun, no content, no anything, just for a few laughs. I'm going to go through a few of these and then we'll kind of wrap this show up. Girl Math is having three different baby daddies and expecting one man to step up for your kids. Eee. Girl Math is wanting a six foot seven, 28 year old man making half a million dollars a year while you bring good vibes and stuff to the table is what it says. Um... I think women and men that are only looking for people to check all these boxes in their list is kind of kind of crazy. Um, you know, must be this tall, must make this much, must have this car, must have this house is a little bit extreme, in my opinion. Girl math is having curb rash on all four wheels. That's a girls can't drive joke. Um... Don't shoot the messenger. Girl math. Why can't I find a decent guy to respect me? And then it says, has an OnlyFans. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why I'm reading these. Because I thought they were kind of funny. Maybe they're just kind of depressing and mean. Girl math. Is dressing for attention, then complaining about said attention. <laughs> oh my gosh. Boy math. Is constantly shaming women for being promiscuous while subscribing to and following women who are exclusively who exclusively express their sexuality on social media. I agree with that. You can't, uh, you know, call out someone when you're doing exactly what you're calling out. Boy math is saying girls have no humor and then crying in the comments after getting roasted. The feelings are hurt in here. By the guys, I'm assuming. Boy math is having mommy issues when your daddy is the one who didn't raise you. Girl math is friend zoning her potential mates in her 20s and then asking where did all the good men go in her 30s. Sounds like a cheesy mid-2000s rom-com to me. Boy math is sleeping around and still having the audacity to want a girl who didn't. So there you have it. Uh, what a freaking bloodbath, right? I don't, I don't know why I read all those. I thought they were kind of, uh, some are cringy, some are crazy, but kind of went to a dark place there. Some very bitter and angry people. But anyways, as far as money management, let's try to rewrite this ship here. As far as money management, that's kind of what we were talking about. Let's just try to do better as a whole. Both men, women, both of us, all of us. I know it's fun to pretend to be carefree about our spending and our justifications, but we don't want these things to become a habit. By constantly having that mindset be like, oh, free money, and oh, this is just great, and I'm going to spend this here, and I'm not going to save it, and yada, 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 it could turn into a habit. 
and then you're really into a pickle when that happens and we're mismanaging our money. So a couple easy things that I think we could do is find a credit card that gives you some sort of points or cash back as well as pay that credit card off at the end of every month. Like seriously do that. If you don't, you need to be in that habit. If you put all your month's purchases on a credit card and then that gives you 1% to 2% back, that's going to add up really, really nicely and that will be free money that you're getting. Cashing in those points or getting cash back in general. Just make sure to pay off your credit card every month. That'll make it so you avoid all the interest. You're not paying interest on it. Just pay it off. That's what I do. I put all my daily spending on there and then I pay it off at the end of the month. So, plus credit cards have protections. Your debit card does not necessarily have a protection. So if you swipe a debit card at a scammed gas station and someone empties your account, you're screwed. You're not going to have anyone that's got your back. A credit card, on the other hand, will help you do that. So make sure you're doing that. Also, create a budget and track your spending. And I'm not going to sit here and lecture you and tell you not to, you know, buy a Starbucks and brew coffee at home and and all that. We know all that stuff, right? Or ditching the five streaming services you have because you only watch one. I know, we, we all are aware of those things going on. So I'm not going to hammer those away. But if you're having a hard time saving money or figuring out your finances, make a list of your expenses every month and then really track your spending and see where your money's going. Pretty simple. Also, prioritize needs over wants. Distinguish between essential expenses, your needs, and non-essential ones, your wants, and focus on covering those needs before allocating money for things that you just want to spend money on, okay? Pretty simple. Also, delay gratification. When you want to make non-essential purchases, give yourself time to think that decision over. Delaying gratification can help you avoid impulsive spending, okay? And the last one I'm going to mention here is limit online shopping. Online shopping can lead to more impulsive purchases. So kind of set rules to wait 24 hours before making an online purchase to decide if it's, you know, if it's necessary. It's too easy to just casually cruise Amazon or some other app on your phone and just sit back on your couch and you're watching Desperate Housewives and you're just buying shit that you don't really need and just think it's cool. I've done it. I bought some shirts from an Instagram ad. I don't even know why. I didn't really need them. They look kind of cool, so I bought them. But it's so easy nowadays to just, like I said, pick up your phone and, oh, I need to search for this, and boom, buy it. Put it in your cart, and there you go. Or get it shipped the same day or the following day. Or do a Target pickup order. It's just so easy to spend money. I think we just need to be really vigilant on doing so and curbing some of that online spending and instant gratification that we get from it. Anyways, that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. I know, a little different. I tried to have some fun, and I feel like I just started making fun of people. Ugh. Oops. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, brutal people out there that get very angry with the girl math and boy math and all that stuff, but I think we can do better. I think we can just financially be better. And 
also be a little more lighthearted. And I know, it's just fun and games and it's just a cheeky way to, uh, you know, justify your spending. And I should uh, lighten up a little bit. And so should everyone else, apparently, because all those comments I read were kind of awful. So, anyways, that's it for today's show. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. If you uh, if you liked my little topic today, reach out and let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, at stayathomedads underscore podcast, or you can leave a comment at podbean.com. That's where I host this show. Also, if you would, tell a friend. Let somebody know what I'm doing here and that it's good. Hopefully you think it's good. And let them know. It's on all the major streaming platforms, so let them know that as well. Anyways, thank you again for listening today, and I will talk to you all next week.